I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. Whether taking a road trip to the beach heading to the mountains, or driving to the city. Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to have a glass of wine or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know next to nothing about the drink we love to quaff, and that unbelievably there will be some types of vino out there we are not acquainted with. As we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to wine and drink along with us, whilst we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdicts if we're going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it, so you don't have to. It's definitely not just an excuse to drink a bottle of wine on a Monday night. (laughs) Heaven forbid. Sunny day, Lou. Sunny day for you and I, isn't it? And well, and the rest oh, of the country, and the rest of the UK yeah. as well. Yeah, and how, it's a beautiful how are you? day. Uh, yes, I'm fine. You you pointed out a little bit earlier that the sunshine is making the dust appear. I can't see you on my laptop for the amount of fingerprints and dust and crumbs and possibly bits of skin that's all over my laptop that I can see. Other than that, I'm fine. Thank you, Sally. But would you... Uh, is it enough to warrant a clean, do you think? Or are you just going to no. think? Oh, no. No. No, 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 stupid. It's just enough think... to talk about it, isn't it? That's why yeah. I suddenly think, oh, that yeah. looks very dusty, but that's the light. That's not because I'm a dirty, filthy animal. No. It's because the no. light has and changed. It's an acknowledgement, but we don't need to do anything about it. Um, no. Sally, I'm prepared, I've prepared my uh, boudoir for your visit. Uh, for my arrival. The, I doubt the that you're CEO is coming. Yeah, I doubt that you're going to sleep. Um, and I'll tell you for why, because I've painted the walls of your bedroom and the ceiling in the colour of my lipstick, which is poppy red. Wow, the ceiling's red as well. Yes, it's like being inside a giant womb. Oh, lovely. Oh, well, you well, say that. Lovely. I haven't been there yet. Have no. I? Well, well, we'll see. But I'll tell you this for now, Lou. Um, if I'm not happy in there, I'll be coming in and sleeping in between you and the GC. Okay. That's all right. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, he can spoon you for a change. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. (laughs) And how are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm very well. um, Yes, I've just very much enjoyed the record that we just did with OJ Borge. That was fantastic. I've I've been out this morning. I went to bar fitness and yoga. And then I went to fill up the car with diesel and Costco had a sign up saying sorry no diesel <gasps> your know, costco my your costco, costco never oh you know when God. there was the fuel shortage the famous fuel shortage costco was the only place that had fuel all the time they never let me down this time i was like oh no please don't tell me there's a fuel shortage but there is at costco so i went to asda or as they call it in bristol asdol they put an l at the end of everything asdol. i'm going to asdol um and I went to Asda and they had diesel. So, it, it, I mean, it's, I mean, the story um, isn't, <laughs> it, it ends in a very boring way. I've, I got some diesel for my car. <laughs> 
one place didn't have it the next did oh god you must Great. be on ten oh my god hooks. i was tense i was tense <laughs> i didn't know oh my god is she gonna make it is she gonna get there is she gonna get the diesel but she did i tell you what, Just I like costco, hadn't, costco hadn't had the delivery that was all um it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, an international fuel shortage at all you feel good <laughs> because we've just done an excellent record yeah. with oj borge oh, oh what a great gosh. guy and how funny yeah, the, how funny what great yeah, stories very funny man this drink has taken me back to my youth and it's delightful a long it is, time ago yeah it was a long time ago um and i'm gonna make you drink it in a certain way that oj suggested when you come to my house sally all right then let's listen to the episode Hello, how are you? Good, very, very good, well. thank, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, is it a glorious day where you are? Well, I'm, am I not close to where you are? So if it's a glorious day no. where you are, are you not close to me anymore? No, I don't, I don't stand outside your wonderful house anymore, mm. staring in the hope that one day you'll notice me. Well, now I, I did wonder who that anymore. was. Um, okay, well, it's, yes, where I am right now, it is absolutely lovely. It's wonderful. And it's weird. I always think there's some weird bit of human nature that when it gets into winter, you forget what it's like to have warm, early nights where the sun's out. It's like you forget what it's like. And then as soon as the sun comes back out, you forget about the fact you were miserable for six months. Oh, I know. We all look like milk bottles, though, don't we? That's the thing. I go yeah. I've just got to look a white up. And also, do you know, in this light, you see all the dust in my home. Yes. <laughs> all of a sudden, mm. you see all the dirt, I, can't you? I have shaved my legs, though. I know it's summer when I shave my legs. Well so done. I don't know if you can see that, but that is a Oh, you actually shaven. have. Oh, yeah, 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 because I cycle. And as soon as you, oh. you, you, you go back into your summer kit, i.e. you're not wearing your long legs and your long sleeves, you have to shave your legs, not because it's more aerodynamic, not because if you have a crash, it's uh, more hygienic, not because I get loads of massages, but because it looks good and it makes your muscles look bigger. Oh, I've given up now with all of that. You see, I don't, have to, I don't do any sports, and now I've got um, a gentleman caller. I don't have to work hard anymore. So I've given... <laughs> And I'm the hairiest I've ever been, and I don't care anymore. I don't care. The problem with shaving your legs when you... I'm a astute man. The problem with shaving your legs is how high do you go up? How high do you shave up? I'd say go to your ball bag. That's what I'd say. Right to your ball bag. <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, do you go up to yours, Sally? Yeah, I go to my ball bag. Yeah, and further sometimes, yeah, further. Yeah, that's what I say. OJ, why don't you introduce us to the drink of choice you have brought to this party? Well, I think it was the, it was the drink of last year. I feel it's going to be the drink of this year as well. Uh, it's one of those drinks that if you had an auntie or an uncle, I did my Uncle Mario, always had something like this in his cupboard. Uh, and the drink is vermouth. Now, mm. I think a lot of people nowadays, because everyone's trendy and goes to trendy cocktail bars, would have drunk this in some form of cocktail. But I think mm. having it on its own is a very nice drink you have it over ice ice it feels like you can have it over ice as well but you yeah you can have it over ice a slice of orange would be good but i don't have any orange in the house i did try to get some but i didn't have time um and then you can also mix it with tonic to make that drink a little bit longer mm, that's what we're doing i've got the one that you told us about mine is the sacred english spice vermouth. it's very nice I'm, I've just I'm got a straight vermouth, I'm afraid. I couldn't find the spice, but I did, I've got some spiced rum, which I might mix with it. Ooh. You never know. But I'm going to do vermouth I'm and tonic to start with. I've never well, had I, this. I, I say go vermouth straight first. Okay. Oh, okay. This, I've, got um, I've got a separate glass. Great. Okay. I'm sniffing this, and this takes me straight back to my mum and dad's parties in the 80s, where I used yeah. to nick this out of the cupboards. What was oh, the first thing you ever got drunk on? This, I think. Was what it? was the first thing you got drunk on, OJ? I think it was Quantro. I've got a feeling oh, it was Quantro. There was a square bottle of... Well, no, not really. I think possibly because we weren't sophisticated. And at some point, my mum had ended up with a bottle and was like, what am I going to use Quantro for? What do I need orange liqueur for? So it sat in this cupboard for years. And, um, yeah, I think I had some friends around circa 1990 two and got absolutely ball bagged on it 
Russian fairy ball bags. <laughs> Quantro is the sort of drink that your mum would probably have won in a raffle. Oh, I assume so. Yeah, she probably got it with a two-piece VCR at some point. Would you not remember the two-piece VCR? You'd have one. We had one which was fifty percent of it was the was the tape bit which popped up, and fifty percent of it was the bit that you programmed. And my dad had won it. He used to work at Rank Xerox, and he'd won it, but he'd actually cheated, and he'd put you know they said you know stick your name on a bit of paper and stick it in the hat, and he'd put his name in five times, and he was terrified. So the VCR was the third prize, and he was worried that he was going to be second and first. Luckily, he wasn't, and he got to keep his job. Oh. Oh, great. Well, good. Cheers. 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 Here we go. It's quite nice nut. Um, it's quite nice on its own, isn't it, that? Mm. What are your feelings? Give me a Keith Ooh. Floyd on it. Keith Floyd. Okay. Oh, what a great well, thing to say. Sally's got the bareback version, haven't you? Yes, I have. I'm going to mix it with spiced rum in a minute to find out what that tastes like because I couldn't yeah, get the spiced it... one. So I've got bareback vermouth, which, I was, which would normally just gather mm-hmm. dust on my shelf unless I was having um, a dirty martini. Um, but actually, that's not bad on its own. Ooh. As I said earlier, it just takes me straight back to the 80s. And um, and the sip that I've just had is very warming mm. on the old chest area. Yeah. It also Ooh. tastes a little bit like, you know, if you've left wine out too long and not put the cork in it. <laughs> Which, let's be honest. <laughs> Where I, is I, that? I once bought a bottle of wine that was £7. £7. It was a bottle of white wine. It was £7. And I was no. very excited about it. And I turned around. I'd put it down on the, on the floor outside. And my dog, like an anteater, had his tongue all the way in it. And I'm, I'm sure my dog doesn't have a tongue that long. But he managed to get his tongue all the way down the top of the bottle into the wine. Still drank it. Wow. And was the did. dog drunk? I don't know. They're always, always drunk, actually, yeah. dogs, aren't they? They're always a little bit pissed. I'm, in, I'm quite enjoying that. I never thought I would. I always thought that's just going to be repulsive on the... So I'm now mixing mine with a little bit of tonic. I've, um, mm-hmm. mm, I've done mine with a bit of tonic Don't as well. Tell me, um, Oja, tell us, Oja, where did you discover this spiced vermouth i've never well, even heard of it before well, where i live there's a couple of really trendy booze shops and i'm always about you know if i can i'll always try and buy anything from like a local retailer if i can and i go in there and there's a there's a booze shop near me with a guy who works in it and half the time he sells me stuff i don't like but because he tells me i'm gonna like it i get a little bit of love from that so he i'll go in and i it was i'll say like a bottle of red wine please okay what are you having to eat and i'm like oh you know whatever I'm having, waffle sandwich or something, and I try and tell him something posh. Um, and he'll sell me a bottle of wine, and I'll bring it home, and I'll go, yeah, you know, Ross has told me this is going to be wonderful. And then we'll drink it, me and my wife, and we'll both be like, oh, this is disgusting. But because he's told us it's nice, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I went in, and he basically went, why don't you try this? Uh, and I was like, yeah, go on then. I don't really, really want any vermouth. Took it home, and it was a sunny day. It was like this. I think last year it was like the first sunny day we had. And we sat in the garden, and I popped it with some ice, and I was like, wow, this is wonderful. And we were drinking it and drinking it and I thought I'd quite like this to be a longer drink so we stuck some tonic in because it's all I had and it was nice and the spiced one I don't know have either of you ever been to Malta no no okay so my dad's Maltese and there's a Maltese drink called Kinney and I have hated that drink my entire life it is just it's disgusting anyway you mix it with tonic and it tastes like kinney for some reason when it's got booze in it i quite like kinney what was your um drink of choice when you were a teenager or when you were growing up i got drunk particularly late considering where i grew up and i you know it was a very working class area council estate and lots of my friends were getting drunk before me and i was like god you're so immature and i was quite late to it and then when i finally first got drunk it was a cliche it was 2020 it was cans of skull i think we had a bottle of thunderbird i remember the first time i really truly got drunk was around my friend jonesy's house and we had basically decided to pool all of our money and buy whatever booze we could and i was working at the time in the local corner shop and i got a case of Skull, one bottle of gin, one bottle of whiskey, two bottles of 2020, which were, I think, pink grapefruit and pff, horrific lime. What was the lime one? Was it kiwi lime? I remember. Yeah, I think it was kiwi like lime. And we started Ooh. drinking it and we were like, ooh, don't we all feel funny? And we ran out of mixers, so we mixed the, the gin with, with Skull and I think we mixed the whiskey with 2020. And I remember running home and it was like I was on a travelator in Gladiators. I was so drunk and I got to bed and I, my mum found me with the mop bucket next to my bed, which was unhurled in because I've never been sick Ooh. from drinking. Not in 43 oh. years. What? Well done. I know. You're going to get a medal for that. That's I amazing. Know. 
Uh, and but you surely you felt sick from drinking. Oh God, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I think sometimes I see friends of mine who drink and vomit, and I think surely that's a better thing. You purge yourself rather than mm. just holding on to it for days and that feeling of nausea, which is awful. Mm. And you can't. Yeah, I think it's always better oh. to try and get rid of it. Always. Mm. Lou's a big one for for getting rid of it, aren't you, Lou? Oh, well, yeah, but not by choice, though. My body decides when it's going to um, bail out. I, I, there's very rarely a clue as to when it's going to happen. I'll get maybe a, a sweaty top lip, I'll feel myself go grey, and there's literally seconds between, oh, this is happening and it actually happening. Um, I've said it before, I once projectile vomited in the face of a, of a woman, uh, very, very close up, um, and she, t- she took the full brunt of it. So there's, sometimes there's not always an indication. I don't have that much control. Uh, over you were sick. So life, was that actually. was that sick from drinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocktails. Uh, had loads of cocktails, and I'd only had a very small jacket potato for lunch, <laughs> um, and uh, just projectiled into this woman's face. My wife anyway. just told the story that she went out on a works do and was in the taxi on the way home, feeling a bit sick, and she was sick into her scarf. But you know, there's a trend, isn't there, for big scarves? She managed to catch it all like it was a bucket. <gasps> So she got into the house and was like, please help me with this scarf. And it was like, oh, my God, what is that? It was like, it was a whole minestrone soup in a scarf. Oh, beautiful, oh. beautiful. And she, I'm, oh. I'm assuming she'd been out on the, on the lap yes, before that. Yes, she had been. Yes. Do you know what? <laughs> the, just... the funny thing is, though, um, I was being, we only had one kid at the time. And we were flying to Copenhagen the next day for a holiday. And I was being all high and mighty about it the next day when she was really hungover. And... Um, and we, we went to the airport and I was like, oh, you're just you know, so immature. I can't believe it. You're so hungover. Anyway, we got to the airport. It turns out I'd booked the flights for the wrong day. So um, we had to rebook flights oh. there and then. It was it was like the worst 12 hours of my life. Oh, oh no. Oh, you just no. want to curl up, don't yeah. you? Yeah, you lose, all, you lose all authority at that moment, don't you? Oh, have you regained gosh. your authority? Oh. No. I'm going to have some more if that's okay. <laughs> you, you heard him trying to... Yeah, go for it. Uh, you heard him trying to control his kids at the beginning, <laughs> Sally. Come on now. Yes, um, that's a good OJ, point. OJ, we want some <laughs> we want some drunk stories from you. So uh, do you have any... Oh, that sound that was the sound of tonic. Of your youth, you, yeah, that you wish to share with the group, please. You see, this is the problem. Knowing I was doing this and I was asked to think of stories, uh, embarrassing stories from my youth, I couldn't think of any. And I think, I think part of that is because you drink to excess and then you embarrass yourself and you spend the next 25 years of your life trying to get them out of your brain. And it's a form of, uh. of self-healing where you try and forget them because, you know, I've been a bit of a party boy in my time and, and then you think about all the times you've done something stupid and there's so many. I mean, there are so many. I remember... I remember um, I got hideously drunk in a certain nightclub in Manchester, which has now just been shut down, called Fifth Ave. And every time we went in, I was thrown out. Every single time. There was not a time that I was in there of my own volition at the end of the night. But for years, I thought I was allergic to vodka. It turns out I was allergic to cheap Red Bull. Because you fill me full of that, and I turned into an animal. As in fighting and things, and just being gobby. Just loud and obstreperous. Mm. What was that word? Obstreperous. It's a new word for us, Lou. It's not. It's what I was called a lot as a kid. You see, the, the stories of bad behaviour from boozing are probably more recent, I can remember. I remember on our wedding day. Now, we, we did our wedding ourselves, so, you know, we didn't have anyone to do it, and we didn't have a lot of money to do it, so we had planned everything ourselves. And it's very stressful. Getting married is very, very stressful, and doing it yourself is even more stressful. So the morning of the wedding, I was there trying to work out the table plan because there was people, like my dad couldn't sit to someone out next to someone else, and it was all very, very complicated. So it had been very stressful the morning, and it had rained and we were supposed to be getting married outside and suddenly the sun comes out and everyone's full of the joys of of summer and it was wonderful and we had a wonderful day all of the prosecco that we'd hidden down the road so we didn't have to pay the corkage we all drank that and everyone got very very drunk we got so drunk that we forgot to do our first dance instead of make instead of making it back to where we were supposed to be staying we woke up in our mate's caravan i had to do the walk of shame with my wife still in her wedding dress and i had to give her my shoes because she'd lost hers so we did this walk of shame which in some ways in my mind i think it's wonderful it's the most rock and roll thing you know look at us in reality we probably looked to stay as we dragged ourselves back to the place we're staying to find the seagull had gone through the bins so it was just trash everywhere and it was quite the hangover when I went back the next day to take down the bunting which had been rained on it was I was bedraggled 
Oh. I bet you looked at your wife then and thought, oh. she's the woman for me. Yeah, she's chosen well. Yeah, look at the state of both <laughs> of us. What yeah. a great wedding, though, because mm. weddings are never, you know, because a lot of people, I've, I've never been married, but a lot of people say when they get married, they kind of miss the day because they're so busy making sure everyone else is all right. And oh, no, to, to hell with everyone everybody. else. We had a great time. Yeah, that was yes. That's, no, I don't think that is a problem. I think that's well, the best wedding. Just enjoy it yourselves. Now, my you, question is, what sort of caravan was it? Uh, was it, it was. Was it a small? No, small no, no. Caravan? It was a static. It was a three-birth static, but it was Great. one that wasn't particularly posh. Great. So you know, sometimes caravans have that faint uh, smell of mold. It oh, was yeah. like that. Yeah, mm. beautiful. Yeah, it beautiful. was very much like that. Great. Or maybe that was me. Romantic knows? though, romantic. With the sort of the sofa, the, the table, and the sofa that can turn into a third yeah. bedroom. That and a little portaloo there yeah. in there. Just yeah, beautiful, oh. beautiful. And then just. Walking back through the streets in a wedding yeah. dress and your shoes. <laughs> Barefoot, <sighs> still in my wedding suit. If I ever get married, that's exactly the way I want to Please, do if it. you would like to book I, me as a wedding I'd planner for it, I can absolutely that. help that if you want to be walking home from a damp caravan at five o'clock Great. in the morning to find a house that's been Great. roughed up by seagulls. I'm your man. I will plan yeah. that for you. You need to be. You Great. need to set up your own what website. Size, think, what okay. size are your feet? Twelves. Oh, bloody hell. Twelve. Oh, my God. Jesus. Are you very tall? Okay. Yeah. How tall are you then? Can you not tell from this podcast? Listen to my voice. How tall do I sound? Six, Six foot, foot five. two. Ooh, somewhere in between. Six foot three and a half. Well, yes, I always thought I was six foot four, and then I measured myself recently, <laughs> and I was six foot three, and I'm very disappointed by it to the point where I'm still telling people I'm six oh. foot four. <laughs> I'll keep that up. I'm, oh, I think I'm yeah. five seven yeah, and a half, yeah, yeah. and I still say five eight. I, I yeah. just push it. A you round bit, up, don't you? Know. You round up. Yeah. You do with height, and yeah, I'm in denial that as I get older I'll shrink. But yeah, I'm rounding down with weight though, if that's okay. Of course. Oh yeah, I'm only seven stone. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. particularly when you've shaved your legs. legs I was going to say that I was. Yeah, I was. I was sixteen and a half stone before I shaved my legs, and then below ten, it's weird. It's like dark matter leg hair. I'm going to have to do the same. Oh, Um, what we do, OJ, is we ask our listeners to send us in a drunk story, Mm. and I am going to read out. That drunk story right now. Okay, Ready for so it. Here we go. Great. Dear can I, can ladies, I do? Can so... I do foley on it? I've got some bits around me. Can I foley it for you? Yes. Okay. Please do. Mean? Foley is what? So if you listen to the archers, you know. So they go. Oh, now I'm walking. I don't know if that's the voice from the archers. So I've never listened to it. But oh, I'm walking down to the farm. They will have somebody with a pair of shoes who will go crunch, 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 <gasps> crunch, crunch. Excellent. Yeah! Right, I'm ready. Brilliant. Dear ladies, I have been listening to your tales of drunken and debauchery and I felt the need to unburden myself of an episode Ooh. that occurred in my youth that rendered me forever at the mercy of southern comfort. Ugh. I was attending a <laughs> disco at my local youth club. I was 15 and was trying desperately to garner the attentions of a young lady who, whom I had had my eye on for many months. I realise I've done no foley so far. I can't think of anything for anything no, that's happened. No, no. That's all right. Butt in when you can, mm. if you think of anything. I was with my best friend Gregory, who had mm. stolen a bottle of Southern Comfort from, uh, Southern Comfort from his father's drinks cabinet. Oh, Greg's. Um, you can't trust a Greg, <laughs> can you? No. And we downed the lot before heading into the disco. Having never drunk properly before, I was intoxicated within seconds. And as we stumbled into the disco, I saw her. Who? Don't know yet, do we? This is tense, this one. There she was, my love and my beauty. In fact, she was there twice. I was seeing double. (laughs) (laughs) And the image quite knocked the air out of my lungs. But still, I bounded over to her. Oh, yeah, but still, I bounded over to her slash them. And in my haste to tell her how much I loved her, I opened my mouth, vomited straight into her hair (laughs) in the middle of the disco. There we go. There's a foley for you. What was supposed to be the highlight of my youth actually turned out to be more than that, as my love covered in vomit is now. I'm pleased to say, my wife. And oh, how we laugh about that ah! that time 30 years ago. Oh. We keep... <laughs> thank you. We keep a bottle of Southern Comfort in the lounge as a reminder of our first encounter. <laughs> my Love Covered Weird. in Vomit surely is a song by Aha, isn't it? I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> 
Yours, Brian oh, in God. Derby. Oh, Brian, Brian. We've all done oh, that, though. I remember the first time I got drunk Brian. on got drunk on tequila. I was a glass collector. I actually gave up my college career to be a glass collector full-time because I thought that would be my future. It was probably better than I was doing at college. And um, because I was a glass collector at Brannigan's in Leicester, we had a matching waistcoat and bow tie. We'd get to go into Crystal's down the road. Um, we'd be let in free, so they would, they would waive the £2 entry fee for us to get in. And they had a night, which was a student night, and it was 50p for a bottle of Foster's, I think, and 50p for a shot of tequila. And I'd never really drunk tequila before. And I got absolutely battered on tequila. And um, I remember Crystal's was basically a square shape with the exit on one of the points. Um, and I couldn't find my way out. It was, you know, when everything doesn't make sense, everything <laughs> looked the same. And I must have walked around it for an hour until I, I, I achieved critical, critical mass and exited via, I don't know, I don't remember how I got out, but I remember just walking around it for ages. And you know, when you're so drunk, nothing makes sense. Not, there's no ra- you know, rational thought has gone. <laughs> you are operating sheerly on some sort of lower monkey brain. And that was it. And the monkey finally got me out. And the monkey got me home. And I couldn't drink tequila for a long time. In fact, the only time that I managed to drink tequila again, and this is going to sound like quite a fabulous story, was I was at a wedding in Las Vegas. And this couple, who were, was part of the thing I was filming, were getting married. And they were sat in the back of a soft top um, oh, Cadillac. And one of their friends had a bottle of Gold Patron. And he was like, do you want some tequila? And I was like, absolutely Ooh. not. Got drunk in it when I was 17 at Crystal's. And he went, this is not just tequila. So I tried it. I was like, oh, my God, tequila doesn't burn? What is this? And it was, you know, and it didn't make me go blind, which the first one had. Was the tequila, was it like, you know, they have tequila with the actual worm in it? Don't no, they? that's mezcal. Oh, okay. That's mezcal. Right, that's... No, this, this was tequila and it was the golden tequila as well, which I think is Repsado. Oh, and it was nice. Oh, oh it was lovely, that. yeah. Like mm. sipping tequila is lovely. Have flecks of, did it have flecks of gold in it? No, that's Goldschlager. Well, you know your tequilas, oh, don't you? God. Yeah. No, Gold, Goldschlager is not tequila. Goldschlager was like oh. a weird... It was a... What was it? It was a liqueur. I think a Germanic liqueur. Oh. Yeah, it sounds Ooh. Germanic. Doesn't oh. it? Yeah, the amount of times that, that I... At my, in my teens, my late teens, that my friends would buy a bottle of that because it was like, yeah, we're drinking gold. <laughs> no, you're not. You're drinking shite. That's what you're <laughs> drinking. And it was always a reflux making. It was just disgusting. Mm. But we always continue to buy it. I must admit, I, I think you get to a certain age. I'm not going to, to hazard a guess at the ages of any of us here. Um, but I think you get to a certain age. Well, I've drunk. Googled you on Wikipedia <laughs> and I know how old you are. So you... Uh, well, you get to 42, 43 possibly when this comes out. Um, and I, I think you've got to a point you've drunk so many awful shots. Like I remember being in bars in Leicester. And do you remember when Polish spirit was a thing? And you'd drink it through a straw. But because it was so highly flammable, you'd spill it over the bar, your straw would melt, you'd actually inhale melted plastic. I remember once doing a thing we would do with Sambuca where you'd light it and put your hand on it and it'd stick to your hand. Oh, yeah. And then you'd take it off, sniff it and then drink it. And um, I did it once where I lit it and went, ha, look, my thing. I let it it, it, um, burn for ages and I put my hand on it and it basically had heated the glass up. And I, you know, I ended up with this perfect circle burn on my hand for ages. See, all these stories are coming back to me now. Like David Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. But this is why we're very patient with it. People come (laughs) on this podcast and go, I can't really think of any. And I I get that. But then as we start on... Unraveling. Mm. We get them all. All of a sudden, by the end of the podcast, you'll be telling us some ones that you'll regret telling us with any luck. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Um, we actually we've forgotten. We, we like to we like to create a cocktail for you and for our listener. And we've okay. with Brian and Darby with his vomit and his southern comfort. We need. Oh, to, we have I got a drink? Like vomit and southern. Co- oh, bile. No, 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 that's southern what, comfort. No. And Benedictine. What goes into mm. the, and Benedict? Oh. 
What would go into Brian's? I mean, we can't really put violin, can we? But we can put we certainly put the Southern Comfort. And what would we call his um, cocktail? Um, vomit on my love. It's got to be called Vomit on my love. Oh, perfect. Vomit on, the, vomit yeah. on my love. <laughs> Great. I'm writing that okay. down. Southern um, Comfort's do think, in it. Do you think maybe something that to go in it that'll make it curdle to make it look do you chunky, remember there was a shop that look... we all used to drink called I, I you know and i i don't I, I live in a world now where i worry about offending people 24 7 but it was called a brain hemorrhage and it would be a shot yes. of i think it was either sambuca or some white spirit you would then put baileys on it a layer of grenadine but... no you'd, you'd put <gasps> white spirit a layer of grenadine and then you would bomb the baileys through it and you'd end up with like a curdled horrible thing in the middle of it if i remember right exactly mm. i remember mm. i do remember that it was like a badly and made slippery nipple yes i think that this drink needs to be oh, yeah. something like that i think this okay. could be a shot a similar sort of thing that looks yeah southern comfort with a float of something red we use grenadine do you think yeah. oh. we can use grenadine i think yeah i think we, we, we like the grenadine oh, in the, house, you know. the s- cherry sours we could put cherry yes. sours in it yes yes because that'd give it a d- and we've got a bottle of that that is probably never going to be drunk so we could put southern comfort cherry sours the baileysy thing in it um, bang the baileys through it yeah yeah i think there should be yeah that might be enough do you think? Or do you reckon a little bit of lemonade just to... Not if you're having it in a shot, surely. No, you're right, actually, no. of course, no. Yeah, Southern Comfort, cherry sours, and then put the Baileys through it. Mm. I mean, slightly stealing off yeah. the brain hemorrhage and call it vomit on my love. Mm. Yes. There we yeah. go. Do we make Brian, this now? I... Oh. Yeah, can... I mean, well, I haven't got those. Well, have... Or have I got those ingredients? I haven't got grenadine. You've I haven't got, got Southern Comfort. Oh, I've my God, is he going to sa- do it? He's going he's to make it. I'm just looking, he's... At, I'm looking at my boots. We are... OJ Borge now, um, listeners, is looking around his room for all those ingredients. What does he say he's got? He's got a bottle of taboo. A (laughs) bottle of just random drinks now. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some taboo and I've got some coffee. What will that do? (laughs) Taboo. Oh, Oh my God. I have never, ever, ever had that. Never had it. It was thing to have, wasn't it? It was Taboo and Mirage was the two yeah. things. Yeah. It's funny how many people remember yeah. I don't know why things. we've got this. No, I don't. I thought that... Well, everyone remembers it, but no one's ever actually bought it. I mean, yeah. we haven't bought this. Someone's brought it to a party at some point. Who goes to a party with a bottle of Taboo? Somebody who wants to get rid Somebody of their bottle Somebody that doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what... <laughs> that, bottle, that bottle of Taboo has gone round that many parties. It's your turn <laughs> yeah. to pass it on. Hey, now, listen, it? it's not... No, neither of your birthdays anytime soon, is it? Because I've got the... <laughs> And <laughs> um, is it open? No, it's still sealed. I could actually put well, this into I, a raffle. I think you should. I think you should actually re-gift drink it. it now. No, re-gift it. Don't honestly pass it on. It's just gonna. Somebody along the line might like it. You never know. Oh, do you know what I'm good about? I've told you to go get a trendy bottle of um, of vermouth. We should have done taboo. Taboo would have. Yeah. We can do it next time. Come yeah. back. We'll do taboo. Keep it. Keep it. We'll do it next, I will we'll do do. It next time. Can all get taboo. That'd be great, actually, wouldn't it? Um, OJ, have we um, uncovered any more of your drunk stories? Have you thought of any uh, more? I have a question. Oh, go on. Um, OJ, you're um, a, a very well-respected radio disc jockey. Thank you. Have you ever, well done, have you ever been a little bit tipsy on the airwaves? Not at Radio 2. Definitely not oh, at Radio that 2. That suggests elsewhere. Mainly because they're still my employer now, and if they hear this and I say I have, no, I have I've, never been, I've never been drunk at radio too. But I, the, the the problem about being drunk on air, which in my earlier earlier years, is you think you sound brilliant. You think you're like, oh, I'm so loose and funny and oh, all the things that worry me normally about being on air. But the problem is, you then listen back and you sound rubbish you know that what's in your head is not what comes out of your mouth it's not and i guess that's the point of being drunk a lot of the time <laughs> isn't it is that you know you think you're being really witty and you think you're entertaining everyone but realistically when you're drunk what's coming out of your mouth is horrid which is why no one ever needs to hear it back hence don't ever be drunk on the radio but i do remember i'd gone to clint boone's wedding 
I mean, this is this is before I even worked at MTV, so this would be it's a lot of weddings. Yeah. yeah. Well, the you know, I think the older you get, the only time you really get yeah. to go out is weddings. But we'd gone to his wedding, and I was doing a breakfast show at the time, and you know, I was supposed to leave at eleven, didn't. Supposed to leave at twelve, didn't. Got to three o'clock in the morning. It's like, well, I've got to be at work for five, so I might as well just go through with this. And yeah, we went in and did the radio show. But this, as I'm saying, this is many, many years ago, and I learnt my lesson because it was a four-hour show, <gasps> and the first half an hour possibly was like, ha ha ha, we've been out, and we, it was a rock station. So, you know, we sort of played on the whole rock and roll aspect of it. But the first half hour and then the next three and a half hours was just us in a state of terrible decline. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Because you, you've got to kind of keep drinking and then you get mm. tired, don't you, I suppose. And if it's mm. that long a show. And also, for the listeners, I remember, I mean, I used to listen to Chris Evans years ago, Jimmy Five Bellas. Do you remember that? Vir- yeah. Was it on Virgin? And yeah, they used to talk was, about nights out. But they they did a thing. I mean, they on the serious drunk. side. Yeah. Well, the, ser- the serious side of, of broadcasting is they did a... They did a poll, and it's years ago now. It's at least a decade ago. And they listened to a load of radio stations, and they found that a serious percentage of everything that was talked about on the radio was talking about booze, and it was glorifying booze in a certain way. Now, in a podcast, it's great to talk about it. It's a specific thing. It's what the podcast does. But I think at the time, when you're talking about breakfast shows and younger audiences and the rest of it, they they did get to the point where it was like, we really have got to change what we're talking about here, not to be, you know, but what you're talking about with Radio 1 and Chris Evans and that sort of party time, that's what it was. It was what TFI yeah. was. It was it was very much the lad and the latter time where it was about about that sort of thing. Partying. It was yeah, the partying. 90s, wasn't it? And yeah, it was kind people of, smoked was, indoors still. Yeah, yeah. The 80s was Thatcher and then the 90s was kind of like, whoa, and Blair, wasn't it? So it was... Well, it yeah. was a, Politically, well, yeah. it was a... there was a there was a very good article. Just to continue my serious moment here, yeah. there was a very good article in in the <laughs> Guardian, written by Marina Hyde, where she was talking about the booze mentality of Fleet Street. And, you know, the booze mentality of any workplace in the 50s and 60s was, you know, you had like a whiskey and a pint with lunch and it was very much men at work and women at home. And then the Fleet Street mentality, and she talks about people she'd work with who would come in, write whatever copy they wanted in the morning, take a two-hour lunch break where they all got hammered, go back, put their jacket on the back of the chair and then go back to the pub until it was six o'clock and they went home. And her point, she was writing about the booze mentality in number 10, which was you've got this, you know, what was very much a 50 thing which in Fleet Street stretched through into the 80s, 90s and noughties and everyone else stopped doing it because it wasn't responsible and workplaces were changing and they shouldn't have been doing it anyway but that sort of journalistic culture has carried through with the people who were in charge at, in charge at number 10 which was why I think the problems they've had with the parties and that booze mentality has continued. Ah, oh, that's really interesting. But that's, I'm, I'm paraphrasing her article possibly badly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. And I used to serve those drunk journalists when I worked at a restaurant in Canary Wharf. Mm. And um, Friday lunchtime was, yeah, they would just sort of come in at 11 and just stay until Wait. the restaurant closed. It's mad. Like, lo- loads of media organisations have had a booze culture, like a really boozy culture. I remember a mate of mine was a sound man. We worked together at Nuts TV and he went off to ITV. You know, Nuts TV was fairly raucous in its time because we were sort of middle of the noughties it was nuts tv it was supposed to be a tv incarnation of what the magazine was we had a bar on set in fact i've got a story about that i'll tell you in a second um and he went off to go work at itv and you know they did whatever they did in the morning which was worked on this morning and and then they went to the pub and he was like they just nailed like five pints and i drank with them and in the afternoon if you know where itv studios is it's over the thames and he was having, he got sent out by the other Sandmen to rig a microphone outside of the studio. And he's like, I was five pints deep hanging over the Thames four stories up. Oh my so, God. Oh. Yeah, the booze culture in. That was very, very telly. I used yeah. to work in TV centre and we would just be like, oh, I'm just going off to go and get a tape from the tape store uh, oh via the bar yeah and you'd you'd just make up a story like you're just gonna go and collect something you'd go and have a couple of pints and a fag and then you'd go back to your desk yeah. or you know i'd quite frequently just wheel into my boss and go oh joe do you fancy a chardonnay and she'd be like <laughs> yeah so we just order the drinks trolley we'd get a drinks trolley up and you just hear it clattering, and our offices were next to HR. So, so all you'd hear is like, all the, the, the trolley coming up. I used to love it because you used to get those Japanese rice crackers with it. 
Oh my god, what a time to be alive. HR, does that stand for hospitality relations? <laughs> it should Hospitality. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even I was thinking, oh wait, oh it's a serious question. No, it's human relations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the story's gonna tell you about the, the most drunk I've ever been on TV was um, when I was on Nuts TV and it was the final day of the show. The final time, you know, we'd been shut down, it was all over. And we had a bar on set. And it was the only time, really, we pre-recorded loads of segments for whatever reason. It just so happened that we got in early and we were normally live for two hours between, I think, 9 and 11. Was it 10 and 12? Whatever it was. And we got in early, pre-recorded it all. Then we proceeded, because we were in shutdown, to drink the bar dry that we had. And, it, you know, it was one of those where we were li- literally mixing whatever drinks we could together. It was like we were teenagers again. But the show goes out, starts going out live, and we're drunk, the crew's drunk. Everything's going fine. Absolutely fine. But the problem is there was, I think, four live links we had to do during the entirety of this two-hour pre-recorded show. Um, and, you know, we're normal, normal, normal. And then it come back to us and the camera's wonky. Like my <laughs> co-host at the time couldn't get her words out and was dribbling slightly. I think I'm making sense, but probably wasn't. You know, wouldn't have done it anywhere else, obviously. No, Nuts TV, is that as in... I like, remember that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nuts TV was Nuts TV, and it was over time, and nowadays you probably wouldn't commission something like that, but it was as above board it could be. It wasn't exploitative. You know, it we was did do. Noughties, wasn't it? Nuts TV. Yeah. Was it? We, we got shut down, I think, around 2007. So, you know, whatever that is, 15 yeah. years ago. Now. You, it was a different time, yeah. wasn't it? It was a different time. Now, listen, you're based in uh, the Manchester Ford area. You, did you ever go to the Hacienda? No, I wasn't old enough. Didn't Hacienda? live up here. Oh. I grew up in Leicester. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gutted about it, really. See, I, I'm, when you were talking about Fifth Ave, I've been to Fifth Ave. Many, many times. I wasn't aware that it had shut down. That's a, that's yeah, it's a gone. sad time. It's gone. That is, there's how many babies were conceived in that club? <sighs> how many, how many romances were had that just on one night there in that fifth half? It was how many? How many people were kicking off and getting thrown out? Okay. One of the one of the best times I went in there. Is a mate of mine's got a fake ear, which you know he was. What? He was just born with one ear. And I didn't know oh. this, and it was the first time I'd met him. And we got in there, and I was, you know, full of the joys of spring and being me and being obstreperous and bouncing around and was probably at least 15 minutes before the cheap rebel kicked in and they threw me out. Um, and I picked him up and I threw him around. And he was going, I can't hear. And I was like, mate, it's really loud. He went, no, I can't hear. I was like, yeah. It was an indie club. So I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I can't believe they're playing Oasis so loud or the Stone Roses. He went, no. I've lost my ear and I shook him and his ear had flown off and I had to find it and by the time I picked it up it'd been, st- it'd been danced on loads and a cigarette had been pressed into the back of it <laughs> so, I, so I gave it him back and ever since then he's had a number of ears he'll have an ear wear out on nice you know nice occasions when he goes out with his wife he's got a sports ear and he's got a dance he's got a club ear as well <laughs> which just in case somebody shakes him and his ear flies off <laughs> We'll just put the cheap ear on. Yeah, the cheap ear. So he puts the cheap ear in just in case. It's like when you don't wear your posh jewellery. Well, it's exactly that, you know. You're going out to, I'm going Fifth Ave. Oh, don't put those nice white trainers on. Don't put your nice ear on. Oh, God. He's got a cigarette stuck in the back of it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can you imagine it just being flattened like like a twice the size? I mean, he must have, once he's. Put it back on. He must have been able to hear twice as much. The sort of like the. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't. Work. It was. It was purely. It was purely decorative. It didn't have any sort I of thought, hearing ability. I thought it was like a kind of a sound thing. Like no, what? So like he leaves you know? his ear in a room and then goes out like a spy, so he can hear if anybody says something about it. No, it's just decorative. <laughs> decorative. And if anything, he says the only reason it's decorative is he likes wearing sunglasses, and it's very difficult to get a pair of sunglasses stem when you've only got one ear. How are you <laughs> Is it Velcro? No, he's got. I mean, I don't know if I should be telling you this, but um, he's got no. He's got. It's basically got hooks, and he's got two hooks in the side of his head, which have been put in surgically. Oh, so he hooks the ear onto those. Wow! Amazing. Amazing. Wow. No, I know what's going to happen is I'm going to looking at people's ears, and I could, yeah. you know, just trying to shake them off. <laughs> <laughs> fine, God. fine. <laughs> Imagine, though, if somebody's gone home with that on the bottom of their shoe and then <laughs> <laughs> just wake up. Oh, what the fuck got an ear. <laughs> oh, I know. You've got to try and find oh. the person who's like Cinderella with the shoe. <laughs> Whoever this ear fits, I will marry. <laughs> 
but it was fifth half so no one's getting married whoever this air fits i'll go home with and regret it oh god oh did he ever wake up with it on his pillow next to him no but what he'll do is he's he's got a kid now so what he'll do is if he doesn't want if he doesn't want to be the the parent to get up with the kid he sleeps good ear down so that way he can't hear anything so basically he's like i'm out you know if i put my good ear down you know it's like i've put a pair of earplugs in Oh Amazing. God, that's I think that's my favourite story of all time. I mean, I know I think... that's really bad on your friend, but that's He doesn't mind. He can't beat that the, story. the second time I met him, um, I mean we're friends now, this is just when before I really knew him. He um we went to an all you can eat, you know where you go in? It was a thing for a while where you'd go in and it was like a Chinese buffet, but not where they'd cook it, you'd go, right, I want some bean sprouts, I want some tofu, and you'd give it to them and they'd put it on like a plancha grill and cook it oh, for yeah. you. And he put his ear into my dish. But I didn't see him do it, and I put a load of noodles on top, and then I asked them to cook it, and it came out on the planchet ground. <laughs> did, did he do it as a joke? It oh, yeah, like... like yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. It wasn't like he dropped it, and then it was another no, terrible time. No, he did it. He did it to wind me up. I was like, there's an ear in my food, because I'm like a vegetarian, so... Very funny. Because <laughs> you're a vegetarian. <laughs> Oh, you know, we haven't had a cocktail for OJ, so I think oh, we, the cocktail God. we did for OJ is going to be served oh. in an ear. Now. Yeah, the hearing aid. Call it the hearing aids. The hearing yeah. aids. Yes, the hearing aids. Oh, and it's God. going to have taboo in it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, taboo. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I'm going to... this that's, bit of Prosecco, I think, from the wedding mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Can't get over it. That's so funny. Oh oh, Prosecco, God, the hearing aids, taboo Prosecco. That all miss sounds um, drinkable at the moment. Maybe so, that Kinney stuff from Malta. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. Yeah. All served in an ear. All served in an ear. All served yeah. in a cochlear implant. Yes. <laughs> yes. There we go. Yeah. That's it. Brilliant. The hearing aids. Oh. Great name as well. Like Did you ever song. do the thing? I mean, obviously, this was of a time as well where it was called tequila stuntmen. Did you ever do that? No. no. It's where you would snort the salt, drink the shot, and then squeeze the lime in your eye. What? <laughs> oh, it was called tequila stuntmen. It was awful. Like, I, I didn't drink it because I wasn't drinking tequila at the time. But the other thing we used to do, which was we got told it was something in the 90s, and I don't know if it was a, an over myth. I mean, it's a time before the internet. I mean, there was no internet to check this stuff. Your mates told you. You were like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, that sounds great. Mm. But you could drink stuff via your eyes and you'd get drunker. So I've, you would I get... I just haven't lived. This? I haven't lived. I haven't lived. So I've you never. would get the bottle of vodka and you basically would open your eye and look at it and it would get you drunker, apparently. You'd, but really, just everyone had to have one really red eye for the entire night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Try now. Put, put the vermouth against your eye. We're all middle class now. Put the vermouth against your eye. Okay. I've got oh, contacts in, so I don't know if it works with contacts. Hang on. Oh, no, I'm driving. What if it does get me drunk? I'll just... No, I'm not going to... Do it after the gig. <laughs> we're all just, we're all just sort of staring into the bottle. Well, of... you can't just stare at it. That doesn't work like that. You have to actually liquid has to cut your eyeball. I know, but I'm. I'm, I'm going to give I'm, that a go. No, I'm not going to do. Yeah, Sal, I'm seeing Sally's coming to my house on Monday. We'll do that on Monday night, Sally. There we go. So yeah. you'll get two lovely glasses of Chardonnay. Cheers, ladies, and then just put it straight against your eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Take it in by the my tear work. duct. And my gentleman caller will be going, I'm just going to ring that ambulance now. <laughs> there we go. When he takes one um, ear off I... and you didn't realise. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the penultimate question, OJ, um, if you don't mind. Well, listen, I feel I've shared enough so so far, so please. You, you've been an absolute joy. <laughs> I I want to come to your house and I want to sit by your bifocal doors and I want yeah. to drink vermouth with you. Uh, but that's not We can do. I'm about today. to light the pizza. Listen, I'm about to light the pizza oven. You're I made so some dough. Know- that's, why I'm, that's why I'm covered in white stuff. I've not been mixing it up. Yeah. Like- okay. All right. Crystal meth. Um, OJ. Okay. So you've got a spittoon in front of you. Uh, and in that spittoon is the shrapnel from somebody else's cast-offs. They've spat in the drinks that they don't want. OJ Borge, whose spittoon would you drink? Whose spittoon would I drink from? Well, it's got to be somebody who I respect massively. It's somebody who may be a little bit like... Who was George McLeod? He was the guy who cut people's head off and took their power in. What was that? He was he would chop people's heads off and he would consume their power. The Highlander. So a little bit like the Highlander, if I'm drinking somebody's spit, the shrapnel of somebody's spit, which is filled up a spittoon, then it's gotta be somebody who I want to take on their power. 
Right, mm-hmm. okay. Um, so it's got to be somebody yeah. I think is brilliant, somebody I think is talented, who's got tasty spit as well. Dr. Brian Cox. Oh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. He would be oh, a de-ream yeah. to drink his spit. Oh, yes. See what you did there. What I love is that you haven't even mm. mentioned your wife. But let's not... <laughs> let's not... Let's she drink. Hang just... on. Are you saying I've got to share it with her? No way, man. I'm no, having no, all, all just... of Dr. Brian Cox's spit. Yeah. Waiting for you, you to mention the, the person that you respected the most. But let's um, let's crush over that one. Yeah. You want me to Dr. drink the dog's spit? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Brian Cox. That's a good one, isn't it, Sally? We've not had that one yeah. before. Now we get... Oh, first of all, quickly, we have a Patreon account. And just say a shout-out. We give a shout-out to our patrons. Um, Joe Cunliffe. Thank you very much, Joe, for being on Yes, patron. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Go, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Woo, go, Joe. Let's get a... If Joe Cunliffe can try pouring vodka into her eye, that would be good to let you know if it works. Yes, let us know. Yeah, we'll use use one of the patrons to just double-check that (laughs) that that, that works well. And then we'll do it. Then we'll do it. We're like the queen with food. Now, is this a spit or a swallow? I haven't got the spicy one, so I've got the bareback vermouth with with the tonic. Um, It's a a swallow from me. Um, I am delighted to say... Thank you for introducing me to this, OJ. It is flipping delicious. It's lovely, isn't it? Oh, thank you. Get yourself a nice big orange, cut yourself a slice and squeeze it in as well. Mm. It's very good. Yeah. And is it it better with or... Is it better with or without the tonic? Do you know, with the tonic, it tastes a little bit like Pim's. Just a little bit. A little bit. Okay. I like it with the tonic. You can have some on Monday when you come and see Sally. How's that? Yeah, we'll pour it into our eyes together. <laughs> I think we should change the name of the cocktail we made for you to pour it into your eyes. Yeah, pour it into our <laughs> Rather eyes. Rather than the hearing I'm aids. writing that down. Oh, OJ, oh, you've been a delight. You. What great fun. You've been so funny. That was great. Uh, well, listen, thank you so much for having me. I very much enjoyed it. I've now got to go look after the kids. Yay! Yes. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> How sensible. Thank you. Thank you. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with what you thought about the wines that we've tried or recommendations of your own, or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we're at at Lou and Sally. Facebook is Spit or Swallow Podcast. Or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the number 34, at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spitorswallowpodcast. Thanks to Audio Boom for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye! Bye! Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye! Bye.